at a disc golf, missing shots, friendly faces around the block, break loose from the chains that are causing your pain. It's JK Disc Golf and Swiss cheese. Jesus, Disc Golf, he smokes lots of weed. It's Kirby's Disc Golf World. It's the normal suspects. We got Swiss cheese, we got JK, and we got the Jesus. We're here. We're talking about Disc Golf and how it's been going. Um, yeah, man. So I went on a little bit of trip that way down south, um, right outside of St. Louis. Um, went, um, my wife went to visit a school, so I went with her, Alton, Illinois, through a course down there called La Vista um, on actual Halloween day. Um, pretty solid course. Um, decent. So here, here to kind of started off. Um, it's weird because it's rated 4.4 rated on UDIS, right? And when you look at um, Fairfield, Fairfield's 4.6. So I was trying to kind of keep it my local course, thinking it was going to be kind of similar. And, man, I just think the numbers were, like, a little bit skewed. I, don't, I wouldn't have put it at a 4.4. I'd probably put it at, like, a 4. But it was a very solid course. Um, decent What's little tricky shot. What is the difference between that point four? Like what is that? Like why won't you give it the four? Man, I, well, man, it, I, point four sounds nothing, but I don't think it was like as close to Fairfield as it was. The play was, in my opinion, there wasn't that much elevations. There wasn't much change. They had like a few wooded holes that were really solid, but they were all short. Like they were all like within like two eighty, two ninety. You know what I mean? But there, there was one great hole where it had like cavern like it was again 280 straight course trees everywhere you know what i mean all sorts of tight gaps um and then it had like as you're walking to the hole it was like slightly elevated and then there's like crevasses like down like two crevasses down the hole that one was like probably the best hole everything now jay i think would like this shot because like then the open holes were kind of like bombers. Now, the neat thing that they did, the smart thing that they did with the bombers is that at least like the pins were closer to the woods to where like yeah. you had to kind of like have placement and kind of neat little things like that. Overall, like a solid course. And like I really wanted to love it. I just I don't think like like, you know, what I mean, there wasn't as much elevation. There wasn't much as like would have loved more woods, deeper woods. Um, but it was a very solid course. I just like when I think of like, like fours and around there, like I think it could have been a little bit better compared to like other like courses I've been with that rating. So I think the rating kind of got a little skewed because like maybe less people are taking it. Let's put it that way. Okay. But overall, solid course. Would you go back? Now, brooms, every tee pad, um, hooks on every tee pad. Like hooks on the uh, signage, and like tee pads are relatively clean. Um, so yeah. Now I also only saw one other disc golfer, <laughs> but like mm. the parking lot was full, <laughs> like it was, and it was like there was a walkway. Everybody was walking, so but like only one disc golfer I saw. So, do but you yeah, think man. that maybe that like it gets like higher rating because of like the amenities that are attached to it? Yeah, I, I think that helps. I do. I think that helps. Like, that's what makes me want to, like, love it. I really want to enjoy this. But, like, it wasn't challenging enough. It wasn't, like, you know what I mean? Pars were relatively easy. Birdies were somewhat fair to come by. So, yeah, like, I wanted to love it, but I just couldn't. Long story gotcha. short. Do you think, okay, do you really think that the brooms, like, were used or people used the brooms? Was that, like, like 
something no, no, that should no. be that's moved they're still there. other courses. <laughs> like, I, think, I yeah. think the prunes are used if they're there. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they're like, especially if it's like your home course, you're using the broom yeah. every other hole. I think they're they'll be used. I don't think, man. I've never been bothered by that, and maybe I'm just weird like that. Like, I was just thinking, like, maybe it's an amenity that should be used more. Maybe, yeah. I just I don't utilize it. I don't utilize it. I so. would rather have regular science, better science. Yeah, see, yeah, that's where I live. Like that's what I would want. I'd run the science, like better. True. Pictures, picture signs at every tee pad. That's that's yeah. what I look for. And that's, of course, I got lost. That's never fun. Whenever you get lost, and you're like, oh man. I'm looking for hole two, and I'm on hole seven. How the fuck this happened? Yep. <laughs> you're yeah, just they, looking around. You're like, what the fuck? That, that, that's stuff so. that Fairfield doesn't have. That, mm-hmm. That's like they don't have the pretty signs. They don't have yeah. which way to go to the next tee pad, uh, the next tee box. I'll say Fairfield kind of like has like a more set path, though. Like It'd be very hard to get confused. Like There's spots for sure, but yeah. I think they do a good there are spots where you can kind of cross. Um, did, yeah, you then, use, oh, oh. did you use the hooks at all? For your bag, the hooks for the bag. Did you say they had hooks for your bag or no? Huh? Sorry, no. I, I thought you said they had hooks. Oh yes, I'm sorry. The hooks on the post. Yeah. No, didn't use that either. All right. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, I didn't use any of the amenities that were provided. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think the hooks really add anything. Yeah, it's it's a neat concept when you see it. You're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But like, I don't ever. All right, another question. Sure. Were there benches? Um, sporadically, yeah. Sporadic. I'm cool with sporadically. I don't think yeah. they're necessary for every single hole, but if you have no benches at all in your course, that is like the if first you, thing if you, you have should benches, get. You don't need you don't need a hook. Hundred percent, right? Like, even if there's, if I have an option, I'm going bench. Hundred percent, like. Yeah, there was like there was like a bench every like three or four. So and that's, that's and like, a great. Yeah, like, yeah, and like the cool thing is like the the course had like every shot. You had like a forehand line. You know what I mean? Like. At some point, everybody would have been happy with what's like a hole on this course, mm-hmm. but none of them were like just overly challenging. I, I, I think it's it's the trip that's what's doing it for you. Like if this was okay. a course, like if this was where Warren is, maybe. If this was if this was a closer course, it's just so yeah. That's what I was trying more, to. It's more yeah. of a destination course. So that like, it's funny that you say that because I was gonna like I hate bringing up courses that maybe people have never played. I would say that it's not as good as Fairfield, better than Warren. Mm-hmm. So like, as far as an eighteen, so it's like that kind of gives you the lay of the land. But also on that trip, since St. Louis is also thirty minutes away, I went to Gateways Pro Shop. Ooh, did you? That's dope. Yes. Um, How was it? 40, Pretty standard. Yeah, it's like all wood shelving. It's nothing like I don't know. I was like the only one in there. I didn't stay long. Like, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like, yeah, it was standard. It was it was like very we've been to better disc golf shops, let's put it that way. Like as far as like aesthetics, but like well, the, who the, knows? The, Jefferson would love that disc golf shop. Yeah, uh, Jefferson, like, man, that disc golf shop's the best disc golf shop I've ever been into. You thought fucking the dynamic shop was a piece of shit. I did. <laughs> the dynamic shop, the best disc golf shop. I'm surprised. I'm surprised the dynamic shop didn't like serve like yeah. cucumber waters and yeah, shit. Like that's exactly. how great of a disc golf shop yeah. it is. <laughs> okay, that's exactly why I don't like it. It's yeah, so I, like, it just yeah, feels so yeah, commercialized. I, that's what I, like, like. 
when like when I talk about I like dirty disc golf courses, Jefferson likes dirty disc golf shops. I, I just want to go. I want to go up and step into the shop, and I want to be like, I'm looking for a seven speed disc that won't really fade. It'll flip up for me in the headwind, and I want that dude to be like, boom, this is the disc. When I stepped into there, they were trying to sell me like the free wristbands. I don't care about that. Like I want like you to be like. <laughs> Talk to me about disc golf for 45 minutes and me be like, yo, I got to go play around. Like, that's the I, I, think, I, I think you could have had that. At, you might have been able to have that, but I don't know. Yeah, the guy was nice, but I don't think he was, like, attentive. Like, I think it was, like. Like, every time, like, I, what's a good one? Because it was, like, close to opening also. So I probably, like, fucking walked up on this dude when he was, like, expecting to read a book for an hour. <laughs> like on a random fucking Monday, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm sure he's like, "What the fuck is this dude doing here? Trying to eat a breakfast burrito or some shit?" And like, so yeah, it wasn't like that, like intuitive. Of course, I didn't really ask. Also, and I was trying to get have something like stand out to me, and nothing, just like, yeah, just nothing, like kind of picked my brain on it. That's all. So they, they I'm assuming more than just gateway or just gateway discs. Oh, just gateway. They fill the whole shop with gateway discs. They have enough mold. It's like right next to the factory, and it's like just a little something. Yeah. Did they have uh, like a putting station where you could try their putters? Outside, yeah, they oh, had like that's a. Dope. That's yeah, so dope. I did have like a, a putt. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So well, I just like the gateway. Also, they they also like, like on new disc. It also lists like a course, but I didn't really look it up. But it probably was just that putter because <laughs> oh. I couldn't like because it was the def, it's like an, an industrial strip like it's in an industrial factory. So it's not like off of anything or there's not like it's all parking lot. It's all concrete on the outside. So with that basket, would it just have like their discs like their putters like there? Yeah. And you can choose from Dude, that. You missed out. Why did you not make a video trying out every gateway to putter? You're new. Um, yeah, I didn't think of that. Sorry, that happened. Didn't. That was such a good. Now we have to go back just to make this video. All three of us are going on that trip to St. Louis. Can't wait. Then we'll go to Eagles Crossing an hour away to complain about how expensive it is. I refuse to go to Eagles Crossing. (laughs) I don't even go to Eagles Crossing. We'll just leave Reed in the parking lot. We'll we'll just leave Jesus right in the parking lot. I'll go find the fucking uh, a free course and go fucking play a free course and be happier. (laughs) Sure. So, but yeah, that was kind of my. Granted, it was only like a two day or so. I wouldn't even call it a trip. It was like a fly Mm -hmm. drive through. And I went to love this. There was another, there was like a ball golf converted to a disc golf course that I really wanted to go. It was just too far out. Like another 45 minutes. I was like, man, that one looks pretty tight. And I it came real close, but I forgot the name of it. But that was another one I was kind of looking at. But yeah, solid good disc golf scene. You know what I mean? They had plenty of courses all within like 45 minutes. So I just wasn't there long enough to kind of enjoy them. So I wonder if you would have went down there if you would have saw people like actually throwing like gateway discs like commonly. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping, like, to see the one dude, like, yeah, the one dude, I don't even know if he had, like, a bag. I think he just was like, carrying three discs. Jean He's definitely it. throwing gateway. Yeah. Like, yeah just, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want, like, if you're living that close, you're throwing this something gateway in your bag. Like, sure, be it a cutter, be it this something gateway. Yeah. I mean, I got gateway in my bag. I don't know if a lot of people got gateway in their bag, though. I've been thinking about putting the Buddha back as my putting putter. Ooh. Just because the buys are so cheap in a lot of them. (laughs) This is very true. It's like a hundred bucks for 12 of them. It's like, all right, I can can suck that up. Make it feel real nice. Get it all practice putter. But yeah, so that was my trip. What about you guys? 
um, we played around. Oh yeah, we did. And like, I love how the fucking video of your birthday went up and how well you shot, and then we threw around and how absolute butt garbage we both shot. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> It's fucking great. I mean, I think it was, it was like sometimes when we go too early and I like work that day, it's like you're trying to go to finish or to try to like squeeze. Like when you go to disc golf, trying to squeeze it in mm-hmm. into like something that day, that's not good disc golf, in my opinion. Normally, yeah, like sure. when I'm there, like, like, hey, man, we're just, I'm going to go disc golf. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, hey, season's almost over. I got to get around before I go to work. Like just so i can get more disc off in so then it seems like a chore and then when it seems like a chore i don't throw well that's all yeah so is that all you had to touch on that yeah we did yeah we both didn't do too well we had a couple decent shots though but nothing i've been playing like a lot of disc golf recently i don't know like how it happened kind of it was like one of my buddies uh, has been like getting into disc golf, so he's been like asking me to go. And like, once I have someone to go out there with, you've been, I've been throwing like pretty nice rounds. You know, it's the classic like started with the starter pack, and then I started like, uh, me and Drew, uh, would go out and play with him sometimes. Now it's like he's going out really consistently, so we've been like kind of helping mold his game. And it's kind of like I'm coming to like the predicament where it's really hard for me to like know when to chime in because I never want to be the guy yeah. who's like trying to give all these tips and trying to like. Like, oh, you got to do this, this, and this, because I would hate for them to be like, hate to be in coach and not want to be about it. But at the same time, I don't want someone to like stop playing disc golf because they think they're bad at it and they can't learn. And I don't ever find that middle ground. Yeah. I think it comes like where you like, you just be like, hey, man, try this disc. Like, That's you know what I started mean? doing. Yeah. I gave, him, like, uh, the, I gave him the soda to start like a few times. Yeah. It's the soda, yeah. the stratosphere for a while. Um, yeah. Really, like, it's funny because, like, the DX Leopard, and that's the disc that I forever always have said that's the best beginner disc. Because someone's going to throw a disc for the first time, you hand them a DX Leopard, preferably a one that's been beat up for, like, four years because that's going to fly the best for them. And, you know, that's, like, the disc where I can see that that's been starting to get beat up. So I'm seeing, like, the natural hyzer flip from the understability of the disc. And that's, like, that's where I see, like, that's when I think people fall in love with disc golf is when they start seeing, like, the full flight of the disc. And it's really hard. Like, I know people always say, like, try to throw mids and putters. I think that that's good if you're like serious in disc golf and want to start, but getting someone who goes out for the occasional round, I think it's super good to like give them that DX leopard to where they can like throw it like on super hyzer, but it's still going to give you the full flight. You're like, Oh my God. When then it's like when they're starting to build their form, it's like, okay, now try this disc and this disc where when you're figuring it out more. I love that thought because nobody's going to do that because you're playing disc golf because your relative knowledge of golf. And so when you go out there and you're like, Hey man, don't use a driver in their mm-hmm. head. They don't process that. They're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how am I supposed to It's almost to like you're talking shit almost. Like, that's where it comes off. Trust me, it will be better, but. Exactly. Yeah. I think that the only other thing I do, like, when I'm trying to do is, so, like, I'll watch how they're throwing and I'll wait for that one shot where it's like, hey, do what mm-hmm. you've been doing. Just aim here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, like so I, I also, I think that was always my kind of, like, adjustment to like hey this is how you're throwing now try this mm-hmm. and I, then you wait for them to ask i think is the other rule mm-hmm. has, has he I, improved 100 percent. like you can see it because we played like three days in a row we were getting like we've been uh just grinding because it takes like an hour to finish the round and it's like mm-hmm. we've just been pushing that out and every day i can be like okay like i don't necessarily know the score but it's like i see you like 
considerably to, oh, we got like three birdies this round. Like you're, you're getting a lot more pars. And then it's, it's just disheartening when it's like, okay, because he had a good round like day two or he had a bad round day two after a solid round day one. And it was just like, this was flying good, just in the trees. And I was like trying to be like, no, like you're throwing it good, but it's like just like slightly off. As so I was like really like, because yeah. afterwards he definitely was like, that was a bad round. And I was worried that that was going to be like, a, okay, like I'm going to take a break or I'm not going to do this. And that was like starting off like, uh, discouraged from playing disc golf, but then the next day, play another round, even better. It was like, all right, like, see, like, just because a bad day happens doesn't mean the next one won't be the good. And even if you have a good, like, day playing a bad disc golf, like, hey, that means you're falling love with the sport. Fucking outside. That's cool, man. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had, like, somebody who's new played. Yeah, it's, it's been fun, but, like, I don't know, it's been super fun. Uh, he has a home, like a local course where it's more open. I'm kind of like over Thanksgiving break when he goes back, I'm going to ask for feedback. Like, okay, like this was your course when you used to play by yourself, not knowing anything after playing with me and Drew, like, do you yeah. see anything? And like, does that make you want to go out and play more? Or, like what else? But I hope he's listening to the podcast. He said that he was going to start listening to some, he said in like his class, he's watching throwback JK to golf videos. And I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. I love when people just get the itch. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love people like just seeing how they get hooked and they're like all of a sudden like fucking buying up discs and buy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I just yeah. love people that get that like, oh man, I got to scratch that itch. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. This golf is for the most part. I got like a lot of my buddies who want to go, but my problem is they all want to go together. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I really don't want to go five deep with all new players. Even though I think like one or two of them would be naturally gifted at it. Like, I just don't want to like, ugh just sounds like pain you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah so that's i've been trying to avoid it but if i had one like if one just said hey i want to come out i'd be like cool let's go like one is different so like yeah. i've been i've been working on some video ideas and i've thought about uh inviting the one buddy that doesn't that hasn't gone disc golfing with me in the longest time and the one i used to disc golf most often with chewy i'm gonna say his fake name so he doesn't even know i'm talking about him chewy so and i think like he was he was never like good, like that good. <laughs> he was always just around. And I just, I, I, he hasn't played in so long. I just want to see like how he does and how he, like playing with when I, when we played in, when I played in Kansas with my buddy uh, Berkowitz. Like, first time I played with him up here was like a few years ago. And I, I thought I was like, oh man, he's going to be garbage. I'm like, this is like, but then playing with him in Kansas, he was actually really like surprisingly did really well and like freaking new shit that like like different flight numbers and all like that stuff and I was like I was like man that's weird that you know that kind of stuff <laughs> and I'm like I'm like that's something that I wouldn't expect but it's cool to see yeah so yeah. that's what I, I want to try because he won't be he'll be new but he won't be new and I want to see how he how he does like if he how <sighs> terrible he He'd hate now. it I think he like gives <laughs> up after like seven holes all right that's gotta be a video though yeah i think i I, I don't know if he would like i i think he has too much pride he might but i think he kind of like tanks and then just but um (laughs) one other thing this we are going out to delwood tomorrow sure we're gonna throw Um, excited uh and we're gonna i'm excited to go to the shop i wanna i'm hoping hoping to get what are you hoping to get what are you itching to find Something that I don't think I will be able to find. That's oh. something that oh. I want to hold off on. I'm holding off on the Zenith. 
Because they, they're doing the James Conrad fucking stretchy stamp like mm-hmm. of his cartoon like that he first had. They're going to release that with the Zenith. And I kind of want that. And then I want fucking the Rask from Castaplast. Oh, I have been throwing the grime. Nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's grime or gri- yeah, grime. Yeah, the grime, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I'm I like grime. the grime. Yeah, the grime. I, I, I threw that. I forgot. Yeah, you, yeah, I forgot seeing that on the course with I, you the I other day. With, and it, the, like that was my first time throwing. Which is it. more understandable than Reed usually prefers, I think. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> Threw a, uh, this is a bag. I grabbed it. I threw it in. I decided to toss it a couple of rounds. Yeah. Like, I get it. But like, even um, even I've been praising it. The the Warhawk has been, mm. it's been really, been really surprised. Like first throwing it, I didn't think it was gonna be that useful. But knowing how knowing how fucking overstable or understable, whatever it yeah. is, knowing what to do, I it's fucking it's been fun. Been really fun throwing that disc, and it's fucking nope. and, like what's even funnier is it always lands, so you can see the fucking autograph. It's like the weirdest fucking thing ever. Like it'll be propped up on a tree, and the autograph will be perfectly aligned. Like what the fuck? Every fucking time, every all the fucking time, I think it's the like I t- I tombstoned it, and the fucking autograph was the part sticking out. I'm like, this is That's fucking dope. ridiculous. Must be the weight or something that has to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, going Delwood, that'd be fun. I can't, I'm excited for that because I haven't played Delwood in like months. I don't think we got a single round in the summer there. Hey man, I was telling Reed the same thing. I was like, I don't, I've been there, but I don't think uh, I haven't. Reed, Reed thinks Delwood's overrated. It's, yeah, it's that's fine, but it's still good. It's still fine. 24 holes of awesomeness. Yeah, I love it. I, I, 24 holes of okay. It's not every hole. Like oh, I always like, it man. no, man. You some holes like maybe three, four. Like you're not. Come on, I don't you love you like the V hole, the the V tree hole. Sure, sure. Under the under the bridge, you're a fan of. Sure, like it's it's yeah. Yeah, we're going that one. Content will be made there, so stay on the lookout if you're not following us on all our social medias. Make sure to do that. But I think go that if you haven't. Yeah, 100%. Go to Delwood. Amazing course. No matter what Jesus says. However, I think that's going to leave Austin to some dream doubles. Sure, why not? You took me by the hand Made me a man That one night Made everything all right. It's time for the infamous Dream Devils, where we take some sort of pop culture category, be it Super Bowl quarterback, Lord of the Rings, or Stranger Things. We choose our worst, we choose our beat, and we choose our best. This week, we know a few things. Daryl should have been regional manager. Hunter is Ashton's father. Phyllis and Bob, they killed a guy. Babel, California is the Lizard King. Toby is the Scranton Strangler. We always skip uh, Scott's Tots. And anything with solo vickers, we're hitting the office. I didn't get the logo. I didn't get the logo. Uh, It's right there, but it's not up there. (laughs) The office. Nice. Nice. Fun. I can jump off with my worst then. Honestly, 
the fir- the worst to me was like the easiest one to pick because it was the most annoying character for me overall and i would want to beat her but like she's just clearly the worst in my opinion so i had to go with kelly kapoor as the worst disc golfer and honestly the uh, disc golf partner and honestly the reason for me i think the biggest one is she doesn't trash talk no she smack talks and it's just the most annoying thing in the world because constantly throughout the round all i have to hear about is these stupid insults about like the things that like don't matter at all like Every time I miss my line by like three feet, I would have to hear about it. If I hit a twig, hear about it. But the worst part is she's not backing me up at all. Every putt she has, missed. Oh, on the phone call with Ryan, like, dude, like, we're playing. Every single thing she does, absolutely awful at. And she'd be annoying while doing it. I couldn't last even three holes with her. Kelly Kapoor, the worst disc golf partner. Ryan would always be better than you, too. Like, no matter what. I I don't think that's true. I'm just saying, and that's what she'll say. You never hear the end of it. You're right, you're right. (laughs) All right. I decided to go with my worst disc golf partner. It's the worst character in the show. Pamela Morgan Beasley. First of all, she hates all disc-related sports. That's just a fact. Uh, She walked in on Michael naked. Like she just wanted to see his junk. She's like, let me fucking take a peek. And she walked in on Michael naked. That's fucking sexual assault. She should gotten fired for that but no let's just fucking move that under the table uh she murdered and replaced her father and mother which fucking that's murder jail time um she cheated on her fiance and possibly her husband with the boom mic guy we don't know if that's for sure but we know it's for sure she definitely fucked the boom mic guy um She's only shown to be athletic in volleyball, but she also faked a period to not play volleyball in gym, which doesn't sound like somebody that would play volleyball, go to volleyball camp. Most summers um, would do that because if you're fucking good at something, but that's besides the point. Volleyball players make terrible disc golfers, and that's just a fact. I've said it once. I've said it a million times. Um, and she's just self-centered. Like, she fucking – what the fuck just happened? Uh she fucking bitches and moans when uh, Jim uh, moves to Philly and takes on his dream. But Jim was right behind her. Art school. Hey, guess what? Follow you. Go ahead. Guess what? She failed art school. Being the salesman. Jim was right behind her. Go be a salesman. Do what you do. Go start a paper company with Michael Scott. Failed. Failed. Anything she touches, she fails. She would be a terrible disc golfer. She's a terrible person. Pamela Morgan Beasley. Fuck that bitch. Wow. He had to add the bitch at the end. Yeah. She also <laughs> makes him leave his childhood home. Like she's like the house he bought for her. She's like, you want to know what? No, let's get the fuck All out right, of here. Fuck it. Pamela Morgan Beasley. Right. She's a bad person. <laughs> Michael Scott's my worst disc golf partner. He has all the traits you hope to avoid with a random partner. Let me present you the seven stages of Michael Scott managing disc golf. I want to preface all stages begin with the letter E. There's no goddamn reason for it. It just fucking happened that way. Deal with it. Let's get started. Stage one, exaggeration of skills. Right after the greeting, Michael guarantees a win and embellishes his skills, how long he's played, who he's played with, Climo, by the way, and how good he is. Stage two, excitement and approval seeking. That awkward moment before you start and meeting your card mates, Michael instantly turns into a homeschool kid dropped into a public school recess, jumpy, twitchy, and constantly asking if he, he did it right. Three, excessive use about of bro jokes you can only take so many that's what that's what she said jokes he may also insult you or your card mates with sexist racist borderline 
among other offensive jokes. Number four, excruciatingly bad play. You quickly find out the only thing Michael is good at for is a fucking goddamn meme. He's picked last in his entire life. Check out his fucking free throw shots. Five, excuse making. Slipped, tripped. Disc was wet, sun, weather, filet fish fingers, nothing is off limits for fucking Michael. And number six, erratic blame. He has thrown everybody under the bus already. You're next. Something along the lines of you're playing so well, it's causing him to be that fucking bad. And number seven, escape. He's gone. Just fucking gone. That's what Michael does when in those situations, he's out. My worst. All right, moving on to my beat. And honestly, I do have to clarify because this beat is 98% just I need to play with him, but I can't be on the same team as him because he's an absolute idiot. Kevin, first of all, got to bring him to the course because he's bringing some good-ass chili. You just have to be a part of it. It's what he does. You have to, it's part of the, the route, part of the experience of playing with Kevin. The other thing is he would be good at disc golf. I genuinely think he'd be someone that would just casually be good. One, because we saw him draining uh, three-pointers like it was nothing. And the only reason he was doing that alone was because he wasn't allowed to play. And you know what people do when they're not allowed to play a sport, but they're good at things? They play disc golf, all right? They just go do be by themselves. <laughs> it's true. They be by themselves, and then when they're good at something, they don't have to worry about anybody else, and that's exactly what Kevin would be a part of. I think that he, no one already wants to be around him because he's kind of an idiot. Granted, he's fun once we learn about that and he's not stuck in his own ways. But I think that he would be only – I think he'd be a good disc golfer and out of all my other options, I think that he'd be one of the best. And then the other reason I want to beat him, he is a gambler. And I can win so much money off of Kevin, especially if I know that I'm already in the bag with the beat. I can put all that money out of there and take it home and have a fun round while doing it. So, Kevin, you're going down. Not Ashton Kutcher. All right, going off my worst, my beat, Mr. Timothy Halpert, another fucking terrible person and is praised throughout the show. This guy makes his his co-workers life a living hell. Just fucking pulling pranks and all this shit. And does HR do anything about it? No. They just put all the complaints in a little box and push it underneath the desk and forget about it. And the only person that fucking saw him doing this shit was Charles Minor. Charles Minor called, called him out of shit, fucking took him down a peg, and fucking ran that fucking, managed that fucking paper company like it should have been. And what does he do? He manipulates the system, gets them to fucking pay off his wife and his friend, kinda, and fucking, and pay off their useless fucking company just so he can get back to making fucking fun of people, bullying everybody in the office, and getting away with it. Also, he has a body like Gumby, and best disc golfers have the body like Gumby. So it's not going to be like an easy walkover. Like, we've seen him do athletic shit before, so that's kind of... And it'd be kind of fun just banging in a fucking bird putt and just giving him a fucking... Just fucking looking at the kid. Be like, oh, yeah. Um... I just really fucking... He's another guy that's praised for the show and like, oh, fucking has his girlfriend leave leave the state she grew up in and fucking... And move with him to Scranton. And then the moment fucking this one girl that he loves since fucking day one shows him a little bit of attention, yeah, kick her to the side and fucking go, go after this other girl. 
ruining people's lives. That's all the helpers do. They're terrible people. They need to quit being praised in this show. They are bad fucking people. Pam and Jim Helper, terrible people. <laughs> Write it down. I see what you did with the photo there. That was a nice touch. That's subtle. I don't think so. I'm just saying to fucking acknowledge it because no one else did. All right, going into my beat. Dwight's shoot is my beat, and I'm tired of too many people turning a blind eye to Dwight's terrible fucking deeds. He's a psychopath who antagonizes everyone. He sleeps with Angela when she's engaged to Andy and when she's married to the senator. He steals Jim's largest account, nearly kills Phyllis, Stanley, and Andy, tries to get Jim fired countless number of times, and even tries to take his friend Michael's job. All that is terrible, but his tyrannical fascist iron fist reign of league doubles night is the biggest fucking goddamn infraction. Dwight and Angela manipulated themselves to the head of the league and with it took all the joy out of the game. Strict know your rules approach, which means no late starts, no late entrance. All newcomers must be vetted and vouched for by members of the league. No music, no drink, no smoke, and no shoes, no shirt, no play policy. He would be out there with a stopwatch timing all throws apart from his own. And all of you can't tell me he doesn't develop some bullshit hierarchy list of league members furthering the divide among players. All these transgressions cannot stand, and for that, he must be beat. Man, he'd be Dwight. awful to play against, I feel. Dwight would be the Dwight. worst per- person to play around with, I feel. Dwight. Then why do you have yeah, him? Because I, I just, he's not, wouldn't be the worst golfer. <laughs> Moving on, though, the best is clearly Andy. One, we could talk about, he was on the Cornell disc golf team. Like, I feel like that, if you had an office full of random ass people that have never played disc golf before in their life, I think Andy, no matter how he was, would be better than them. I think that's just a fact. Like, like for really breaking it down. Other than that, I think that, like Andy was just the person who the entire way would just want to like make my life the easiest as possible, just to get some like approval from me. So no matter what, I think I'm good, and I will never hear about it if I think if I miss a putt or anything. As long as he doesn't like outshine me the entire time, I think we're gonna be a good with his annoyingness. I can last 18 holes as long as I'm get the dub. I think that Andy for sure. The Cornell grad has got the dub with me. The best is golf. So Andy also sang, right? Was he a yeah. good singer? Yes. He sang a cappella. Was, was he a good singer, though? Yes. Okay. I might like, debate that. Like, the, like with Andy, you can give him any instrument, and he can just fucking and play any fucking instrument you've, you've seen throughout the show. Sure. All right. Before I go into my best, I got to give you an excerpt. From www.creedthoughts.gov slash www forward slash Thoughts. March 3rd, made a cool 100 shekels off hustling Nard Dog and Big Tuna at Ed Truck Memorial Disc Golf Course. Creed Roland Button would be the best disc golfer. This motherfucker can identify marijuana strains just by seeing a picture of it. That's a fucking cool talent to have. And you know, that guy fucking brings the fucking goods. He got peyote buttons, fucking anything you could want, fucking this guy has on deck. He he also has the stories following the fucking grass, uh, being part of the grassroots and all, and being part of cults, sometimes as a leader, sometimes as a follower. You have more, you make more money as a leader, but you have more fun as a follower. And I could get to hear those stories. And 
for an old man, he's just naturally athletic. Like, facts. <laughs> naturally athletic. Facts. Yeah, yeah man. Like he's, turning he's turning double plays all over there. No, he, he cleans up at the sweet uh, at uh, he cleans up at the uh, office Olympics they hold. He's a dominant force on the volleyball team. He bare hands catches a fish because if you know if you didn't know, bare hand catching a fish directly relates into disc golf abilities. And you've seen like. Obviously, you guys haven't looked at his blog, but his blog has uh, vids and fucking tutorials on how to throw and aces, all that good stuff. Creed, best disc golfer by far. Interesting. All right. You guys are all wrong. Mine, sometimes you just need that partner who embodies fucking fear himself into the soul of the competition. Someone who knows and disc golf and who wears wool long john underwears with bright red lettering that spells fear who is fully prepared to be tackled by someone from dwight's day place mose is my best disc golf partner and best character on the show i already know some of you are with me and some think i'm a fucking crazy but mose is sneaky good at disc golf first he's a beat farmer straight his distance is unmatched when compared to all the other characters on the office. That and few know that beats create the most magnificent die jobs ever created. Moses' discs are works of art due to the beats and the darkness in his soul. His grown up in an Amish lifestyle and just a fair warning for those who don't fucking know the Amish people are great at fucking flinging plastic. Do not take any bets. Stay away along those lines. It's going to result in disaster. I don't want any of you getting hustled. With having less modern comforts to rot his fucking game, Moe's form is perfect. He is a loyal partner, even willing to kidnap your fiance if needed. All in all, Moe's has the best disc golf neckbeard and is the best disc golf partner. Bang. That's doubles, guys. Amish play do four four thirds as much work as people what? <laughs> i'm gonna do four thirds as much work as uh regular people so they play four thirds as much holes as regular in a round fun fact <laughs> fun fact 100 knowledge there it is yes let's just jump into putting puzzlers oh damn we both did it <laughs> do you guys have any putting puzzlers maybe Maybe not off the top of the dome right now. All right. All right. I, I'll start with this one because this one was off the dome. Well, actually, no. I want to start with this right here because randomly I just pulled up Instagram by accident. And the first thing that showed up was the Gateways um, Instagram. You know that if you made the putt from the drop zone on that basket, you got 50% off your order? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. How far I was it? Uh, it doesn't say. It does look – people are, like, throwing it. If that yeah, like helps, it's yeah, it's out there. I know that fifty percent off though. Then you just load that bitch up. True, especially gateway man. You get all right. All we, talked, yeah, we talked about the amenities on disc golf courses. We talked about the brooms, the hook, the benches. I'm gonna give you a. I have three questions that you have to give me for course amenities. A absolute must have. It's cool if they have it, but not necessary. And to stop this being on disc golf courses. Cool. 
Stop um, this on needing uh, what, what was the last one? Stop Get rid of it. Don't put this on this course. We don't need it. Okay. Um so let's start with the must have. Let's get everyone give their must have. No, Quinn, Quinn, he's gonna say it. We're gonna give our opinion oh. on the three things. Sure. Is that what it was? No, I don't know. I don't think that's what it was. No, no, yeah. <laughs> you give me like a must have amenity on Discord. Yeah. Oh, all right. See, I was right. Thanks. Oh. Must have, you must have some form of signage. I don't necessarily need a map. I need some form of distance, um, some type of signage. If you cannot see the pin from the T pad, then I do need a map. You know what I mean? So that I will say that. So, but some type of form of signage. Yeah. Must have. Some that's that's good. Um, you must have tea pads and baskets. That's a must that's have. That, so that, no that natural. Tea you don't count natural tea pads because yeah. I will. Say, that was going to be my next thing. I was going to say you, no natural tea pads. It has to have like I'm fine with astroturf. I'm fine with concrete. Uh, if, like, as long as the tea pad is marked off, they'll even take natural. Huh? I don't fucking okay. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's like. If it is a fucking line and it says one, fucking cool with it. Gotcha. So some sort of launching pad and basket you must have. <laughs> I think to play the game, that's kind of fair. <laughs> yeah, but because I don't think maps. You don't maps need are... the launching pad. Like I've seen courses without the launching pads before, but I'm saying like if that's like your standard, like literally don't have a course, you don't have it. I understand. Like, yeah, that's kind of that's... my thought. Baskets, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, there's courses without like totem poles too, so. You know, um, another must for me. Um, I'm trying to think like, like T pad. I'm cool with. I'm cool with have like my my need something cool is a sign. If you're having a sign, you need a fucking map. If there's a sign, might as well have a map. Yeah, I can. I can understand. Not that. like like the ones that are Fairfield have the distance and the pars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather. I'd rather. But you can see a... the pins from everyone except for like one hole, two holes. So, you know what I mean. Like that's the way I kind of view that. Like as long as you can see the pins, I don't necessarily need a map. Yeah, you, there's like three. There's like four or five that you can't see the pin for. But I, I still, if you're gonna have that, you might as well have a map. I, I just think if you, and that that'll be a kind of have. So I got you. yeah. I I would like a must have would be directional to next tees. <laughs> My favorite is I like when the baskets have like the arrow on it pointing yeah. to the like, and, next and that can be easily fixed with with a map. Those aren't the greatest mm-hmm. either, but yeah. But that's that's one thing. Can yeah. I say like an underrated value of it's not really a must, but like an underrated, undervalued like great disc golf design course design. Mm-hmm is where you are able to get off and play nine. Oh, I do agree. I do yeah, like, you know what I mean? That is a very like unrated where like you get your, so essentially the lot or your where hole one and hole 10 are in relatively the same area. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can get a nine in a front nine or a back nine. That's truly like an un like undervalued, like awesomeness of a course. I, I think you don't need to have the nine and, and there, but you could have like do what I do at Fairfield where I run a nine, but I'm not hitting 
that's something you created that's completely different like i want it i want it like formatted to where because you can do that with any course then yeah like, you know and, what i mean and that's what i'd be like an additional front nine back nine where you can get off or you can go to your car on the way is undervalued i think that's huge like uh, pure yeah. design layout i think you it's got cool and unique when it happens i don't think it's necessary it is definitely one of those cool if it's there yeah i think it's like yeah, like I, I also, th- I also think it's underutilized, even if it's there. Like, like nobody's I, doing I it. like, like it's it's only being done in case of an emergency. Oh, I left my drink there. I will go get it after the night, like when we get back to that spot, and that would be done with anything. Like, I disagree because you can have like. You could have like your drinks there instead of carrying them. Like, there's so much value to that. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's utilized. I think you're just thinking on like your own course and like not necessarily like design. Like Jay's course is like that, and it's great. Like, yeah. yeah, Jay's course is more of a three nine hole courses. Sure, but like with a central lot, which is awesome, so you can pick any three in any order and come back to yeah. the rest. That's incredible. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't, that, that cannot be done on the courses and I wouldn't not bad an eye. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I, I think it's underrated, undervalued. I don't think it's I needed, think... but yeah. I think my one, one, my one that I don't need. Yeah. Go for it. Sorry. I no, don't yeah. need, um, I don't necessarily need like seating. It helps. You utilize it when it's there, but I don't think you miss it if it's not. Like benches and things of that nature. I don't know. I think I think you're Yeah, I I, I, I think it, that you'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Be, and a must needs garbage cans. You need best. That's another must. That, that, that is a hard term must. Yeah, that's another must. Um I don't like when courses have like rakes or something to get frisbees out of the water. Cut that shit out. You're fucking Ooh. fucking sissifying disc golf. You're sissifying disc golf. All right. So you think they have to go in for their disc? Yeah. Like that's the only way. All right. Interesting. And we need we need to have this fucking like blue ribbon said you couldn't go in for your disc. Yep. Like, no, you can't go in. So, I, I know you don't. It's private property. I get it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's just some of the things on the course that I think talk about course. What would, you, what would you have? Well, my must have, I was, I don't, I feel like the baskets and teapad things was pretty cool. I think that you do need T signs like pointing you in directions because that's like the the worst thing for me is if I go to a new course, I don't know where to go. I immediately turned off from the course when I don't know where to go. So I think something along those lines, I'm satisfied with the the arrow on the basket because at least I have a direction. I can figure out it from there. Um, yeah. Cool if they have it. I um, I really like the, the water bottle, not the, the coolers on at the one course from Minnesota, if you remember that. That's a totally yeah. just like cool if it's there. I like, I'm never sad if that's ever not yeah. there because like that just shouldn't be there. But if it's there, that's like cool. That's like a that's like a pipe dream. That's like I'm building the yeah. You're building the best disc golf course. You're gonna put like the true. We're taking the amenities out of the disc golf, the best disc golf courses we went to, and that that'd be one of the amenities you add. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think like 
so like for me like when i think of like must and like what would make it a good or a great course like gotta have like must elevation change mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like for it to be a great but like i don't need it for every course but for it to be great i need an elevation change I think. okay interesting that's another one elevation change obstacles like man just feel right, I, I, I do not want to beat the, the this uh this question in too much <laughs> sure. to be honest <laughs> but uh yeah. if you yeah you guys sure. have any other things i do have a like a little bit of a game go ahead go go let's go all right i don't know like if i'm gonna do this more often but if i do i kind of came up with the name it's gonna be like well, i already forgot like do you know disc golf or something like that all right so just imagine that there's some theme song that just went down now we have swiss cheese and disc golf jesus you're gonna see if who knows more disc golf trivia i have some questions here for you and we're gonna see if you guys know the answers, starting off with question number one, how many days was it between Gannon Burr's DGP t- debut until his first major win? How many days? Um, man, are I'll we playing prices right rules? Whoever gets a gets it closer gets a point. Without going over, are we Without playing prices over, right rules? Um, I will go 830. 830. 30 days. No. Fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> 580, sorry. 580. Um, 580 days. Yeah, 580. Red? Um, I don't fucking know. I don't know when he started playing disc golf. I'm going to go 1150. Unfortunately, it took Ganaber 740 days between his DGPT debut until his first major win at the US DGC this year. Point to Swiss. All right, let's go with the next one. In 2022, Owen Scoggins went how many holes straight without a circle one miss? Same st- Same way. No going over. Closest. How many holes in a Straight row holes. did you win without a C1 miss? 68. 68. <laughs> <laughs> Reed looked at me like I was dumb on that one. Um, I'm going to go with one. <laughs> I got the top that. You fucked that one up. All right. <laughs> Owen went 64 straight holes without a C1. Oh. Ah! Wow. Point Damn. to Jesus. Damn. All squared up. That was way close, though. Well worth it. You were wrong. You went that over. was well worth the guess. It was still close Nate enough. Sexton. Well, you went over. So it doesn't count. One to one. How many top 10 finishes in the last 17 PDGA major appearances has Nate Sexton had? Seven. What was the question one more time? How many top 10 finishes in the last 17 PDGA major appearances has Nate Sexton had? Top 10. I'll go eight. 14. Nate Sexton has 14 top 10 finishes in the last Man, seven that's fucking impressive. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Two to one. Shit about his style. Go ahead. Mr. Go. Consistent, man. Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistent. 
All right, again, we're going to do the same style. What was the highest rated FPO round in 2022? 1022. 10 12. What was the high? 10 12? Yep. You said it was 1038. Okay. I'll give another point too if you can guess which player it was shot by. Um, it was just recently. Cat merch, boom! Give me that point, bitch. It was cat. It was. Cat. <laughs> I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be harder than that. All right, and then the last question that I do have. I don't know. So you're up by two, technically, right? Yeah, I think it's over. But we'll give I, Reed no, uh, all time. He gets this one right. Correct. Well, he wins. Not over. We're gonna do it different. I have. The one, two, three. I have the top 10 longest bogey streaks of 2022. Like how many bogeys in a row? Bogey free streaks. I'm sorry. I'm not going to understand if it was the other way, man. I, I, had had my face, man. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. I, I knew like I had one <laughs> guaranteed. All right. So longest bogey free stretch. You got top 10. I have the top 10. Of males or females? Just MPO. Damn it. Fuck. I only had an FPO. Um, <laughs> give me Ricky Wasaki. It's not on the list. Damn. Nate Sexton. Is not on the list. Oh, oh shit. Is not on the list. Nice. <laughs> um, Calvin Heinberg. Is not on the list. Fuck you. Right, really? Fuck this game. <laughs> I know. All right, is not on the list. Wait, hold on. I, I, I want to go. I want balls. Let's just uh, keep going. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start throwing um, wild cards. James Conrad. Is not on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Freeman. Is on the list. Hey. He went 72 holes without a bogey. Oh, all right. Girthy's got to be up there because he had like three rounds in a row. Girthy's on that 75 list. holes. He was in third. He had the lo- third longest bogey free streak. Passage. Had the Ooh, number one bogey free streak at 101 holes in a row without a bogey. That's the wrong one. <laughs> Wait there go. you go. There it is. Gossage. That was number one. Gossage. All right, breaking down. I'll break down uh, the top five. I have Gossage at 101, 81 for Emerson Keith, and 75 for Garrett Gerthy. And uh, Gannon Burr, who was on um, the list three times with two at 73 holes and one at 68 holes. Damn. Good for him. He's going places. <laughs> that, was, that was my little trivia, my disc golf trivia. Hopefully, you learned something new. About some disc golf things, <laughs> but that's all, right. all I have for putting puzzlers. If you guys have any random ones or anything you want to say, I got nothing. Right. I think that's gonna wrap up this podcast. Disc golf Jesus said later, um, guys. If you have follow us on our social media, make sure to rate, interview the podcast, do all that. Follow us there. Hopefully, we'll have fun on Delaware tomorrow. Hopefully, we we'll see you guys in the next.